Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Critical Science Podcast. My name is Dr. Lyle Bergoon, and uh, you know, the, oh gosh, when was it? I guess it was a couple weeks ago. I was I was at a meeting, and I I was talking to some scientists who were uh, very staunchly um, anti-conventional agriculture, very pro-organic, and it was interesting. I I uh, I like talking to these individuals to kind of get a better sense of where they're coming from and what their points are, and to help them understand more of what's going on in conventional ag and the fact that pesticides are safe when used properly and used uh, according to the law. And some of the things that, uh, some of the misinformation that they told me at our little chat, this was over lunch, is that, um, well, you know, organic is always safer because all these things are derived from, from nature. Okay, so... We'll talk about that misinformation there. And then they said, you know, and with organic, you don't need to use a hazmat suit to apply pesticides. Now, hazmat suit is kind of an interesting term, and we'll talk about this a little bit later. But it, that usually when we're talking about a hazardous material suit, a hazmat suit, we're talking about uh, basically covering uh, all of your skin so that uh, you won't have a, you know, some type of chemical exposure. Okay, so we'll talk about that misinformation. And then they said that, um, you know, organic doesn't harm the soil. Okay. And it doesn't harm wildlife. Okay. So we'll talk about that. And then we'll also um, talk about the fact that, uh, you know, they're, they're concerned that uh, farmers are mixing together um, thousands of different pesticides and spraying them on your food. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll address that too. Um, cause that's kind of not right. So we got a lot of things to touch on. And one of the first ones that, that we'll talk about here is, uh, let's, let's, let's touch on the soil and the environment thing. Um, it doesn't really matter where a chemical comes from. A chemical is going to do what a chemical does regardless. Um, it's like formaldehyde. From a plant is no different from formaldehyde made by our cells in our bodies as humans, or the formaldehyde that is extracted when you're dealing with petroleum products. Formaldehyde is formaldehyde is formaldehyde. Um, it's just kind of how chemistry and biology work. And when you bring biology and chemistry together, yeah, biochemistry. That, that that's just that's just how it works. So things being natural. Uh, does not mean <laughs> versus synthetic, right? Versus man-made. The fact that it's natural doesn't mean that it's inherently safe. There's no such thing as inherent safety or inherent toxicity when we're talking about chemicals. So let me give you some examples. Uh, if you go outside without um, sunscreen, right? You're increasing your risk for cancer, skin cancer in particular, due to the sun's rays and exposure to ultraviolet radiation. Now, the last time I checked, I could be wrong, but um, humans did not make the sun. I'm pretty sure. I, I, think, I, think I'm, I think I'm on solid ground on this one. So the sun is not synthetic. And the other good news is that means that the UV radiation coming from the sun is also not synthetic. Right? So that would make the sun's UV radiation natural 
yet that natural um, radiation is what's going to give you skin cancer. Okay. Uh, kind of a fun fact, wearing sunscreen that contains synthetic chemicals is actually going to protect you from the skin cancer. Isn't that kind of interesting? Some other things that are natural that are highly toxic and deadly. Uh, snake venoms. Snake venoms are 100% organic. Pretty cool, isn't it? Come from a natural source. Uh, I do not remember uh, any human uh, creating snake venom and then injecting it into a snake's uh, venom glands. Um, I don't recall that being how that works. Um, conotoxins from cone snails. Cone snails have those really cool shells. They kind of look like cones. Uh, you can find them on beaches. Out here in North Carolina, I find them quite a bit. And uh, cone snails are really cool. But you know what cone snails don't do? Cone snails don't go to a factory to get their conotoxins. They don't. What cone snails do is they actually produce it, which means the conotoxins are natural. And thus, uh, say it with me, they are organic. That's right. Thanks, everyone. So, okay. We, we have several examples there of things that are uh, natural and highly toxic. Um, I also like to bring up that the number one killer of children in the state of Florida is water. Yes, water, including natural water, water that has not been processed by people. So that brings us to the fact that just because it's natural, that doesn't mean it's safe. And it doesn't mean it won't kill you or harm you in some kind of way. What matters is how you're exposed to it and the levels that you're exposed to it. That's what really matters. It doesn't matter who produced it or why they produced it. What matters is how much are you exposed to and how are you exposed to it? Now, I want to talk about this whole, you know, harm to soil and the environment thing. The EPA, when they, when they register pesticides, and by the way, EPA registers both organic and synthetic pesticides. If it is a pesticide, it doesn't matter if it's organic or not organic. What matters is the fact that it's a pesticide. They all get regulated the same way. You have to supply the same tests either way, whether it's organic or not organic. Organic doesn't get you special treatment for your pesticide product. That's the bottom line. Well, EPA actually looks at the potential harm to the environment and various organisms when they go to approve these different, um, these different organic and, and synthetic um, pesticides. And they look at, you know, how is it going to impact earthworms? Is it going to impact different kinds of birds, bees, uh, various other kinds of beneficial species that we like, endangered species as well? All those things get looked at, whether it's organic or not organic. So one can't say, well, the organic pesticides are all safe for the environment because they were created by natural product or by natural things like plants and animals. Mm, it doesn't work that way. Because again, what matters is the pesticide. What is the actual active ingredient? That's the main thing that matters here. The inerts matter to some degree as well. But what we're concerned about is what is the active ingredient? How much is, is something being exposed to? And will that cause harm or not for that species? That's, you know, so just as we do these kinds of assessments for humans, we do them for earthworms. We do them for all kinds of different species, birds, fish, frogs, you name it. 
All right. So cool. But you know, <laughs> I, I decided, you know what, this is, this, I, I should probably find some actual examples because what I'm doing right now is I'm just, I'm just talking. Right. And so I, I decided, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to pull out some examples of uh, pesticides or products that you can use that are organic um, and just talk to you about what is actually on the label. Because one of the things that folks who are trying to spread misinformation about conventional agriculture keep saying is, well, I bet because you're using that conventional ag pesticide, you have to wear a hazmat suit. And I don't want to eat anything where the person applying it has to wear a hazmat suit. So organic is so much safer because you don't need to wear a hazmat suit to spread organic pesticides. All right. So that's the argument. The argument is that you wouldn't have to wear a hazmat suit to spread organic pesticides. Well, let's let's take a look here. So I have here in my grubby little hands, and you can hear me with the paper, I've got the uh, the approval notice for a product called Evergreen Pyrethrum Concentrate. Evergreen Pyrethrum Concentrate. And I'm reading right from the label. I got this from the EPA website. You can get it too. Evergreen Pyrethrum Concentrate. The reason why I chose this is this is OMRI listed for organic use, which means that it has been certified for use as an organic pesticide. All right. Pyrethrum uh, is basically a, a mixture of pyrethrins, which are insecticides derived from certain chrysanthemum plants. So that's why it is organic is because it has this mixture of pesticides called pyrethrins, which are naturally occurring within the chrysanthemum plant. And one of the first things you see is caution, keep out of reach of children. Well, I thought organic things were all safe. Why would I need to keep this out of reach of children if this pesticide were completely safe and I didn't need a hazmat suit? Hmm, let's read on. Harmful if absorbed through skin. What? But I thought they just told me that I didn't need to wear a hazmat suit because it was organic. Huh. It turns out I need to wear some, you know, a hazmat suit in order to apply this. Harmful if swallowed. What? So if I swallow this, it could be harmful? I thought this was an organic pesticide. What gives? Causes moderate eye irritation. What? I thought this was an organic pesticide. You mean I need to wash my hands with soap after and water after handling and before eating, drinking, chewing gum, using tobacco, or using the toilet? I, I'm reading right here, right off the label. Avoid contact with skin, eyes, or clothing. What? You mean I need to not get it on my clothes? So I have to wear a hazmat suit. Again, I have to wear a hazmat suit. Here's the best part. It tells you exactly what to wear under personal protective equipment. Wear long sleeve shirt and long pants, socks, shoes, and chemical resistant gloves. So when they're saying wear a long sleeve shirt and long pants, generally what that means is they want you to wear chemical resistant shirt and chemical resistant pants like coveralls, overalls, stuff like that. That's really what they want you to wear for personal protective equipment. So this is kind of an interesting, an interesting thing, right? I thought this was organic, yet they're telling me that I need to wear things that um, I thought I only had to wear with conventional pesticides. Well, that can't be right, can it? I mean, that just seems silly. 
So I guess that suggests to me that may, maybe that's just, you know, a one-off, right? May, maybe it's just pyrethrums are just so darn nasty that that would be the only, only pesticide I'd have to worry about in the organic category. You know, maybe, maybe I should go to something else. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I'll go with this. This is a Vigorox SP15 antimicrobial agent. Now, somebody might say, now, now, Dr. Ragoon, that, that is a synthetic chemical that you're talking about there. And I'm going to come back and say, yes, it's peroxyacetic acid, which is uh, considered a, a, you know, a synthetic chemical. But guess what? The USDA lists it on the organic list. So this is one of the exceptions to the rule. It is a chemical that can be used in organic uh, preparations. It can be used as a, uh, in organic agriculture, um, to especially fight things like fire blight. It can also be used if you are uh, preparing uh, foods or you're using a rinse and you need to, and you still want to maintain that organic food label, you can use um, peroxyacetic acid or peroxyacetic acid with hydrogen peroxide uh, products. Um, so like I said, it can be used on all kinds of surfaces. It can be used, you know, for sanitation purposes uh in in agricultural settings but it can also be used to fight fire blight now having said that you know it so it is organic it is labeled for organic use and let's just look at if i want to use this stuff what do i have to do well it's here it's corrosive it causes eye and skin damage it's harmful if it's swallowed uh, you don't want to get in your eyes on skin or in clothing. And right here it says, wear protective eyewear, goggles, face shield, or safety glasses, a chemical-resistant apron or coveralls, and chemical-resistant gloves when handling the concentrate, which means, you know, it's the concentrate when you buy it in big bulk, and, and then you're going to go to dilute it when you use it uh, for various purposes. And then you need to wash thoroughly with soap and water after handling. Don't breathe in the vapor or the spray, the, or the spray mist. Oh, no. You need to uh, don't enter an enclosed area without proper respiratory protection either when you're using this. So there's all kinds of PPE you have to wear, right? Coveralls, long sleeve shirt. So this is coveralls over a long sleeve shirt and long pants, rubber gloves, chemical resistant footwear, plus socks and protective eyewear. And yet this, this is something that you can use in organic agriculture. Yet, yet again, you need to have all kinds of PPE. Right. Clearly, that's um, that's pretty nasty stuff there. Now, you might be saying, OK, but really, come on, give me another example of something that's actually organic, you know, not not a synthetic chemical that or chemical mixture in that case that um, is allowed to be used in organic. Give me something that's actually natural. OK, I'll give you something that's actually natural. Diatomaceous earth. And this product is called diatomaceous earth crawling insect killer. It's pretty neat. I don't know if uh, you've ever used diatomaceous earth. We use it uh, quite a bit to keep some of our bugs down, and it works really well. Uh, basically, you take diatoms, which are small microscopic uh, uh, critters. You crush them up, and you're left with uh, their exoskeleton, which is you know, what we call diatomaceous earth. Now, interestingly enough, with diatomaceous earth, um, it can cause some massive problems for your eyes. And it's also really bad to breathe in. So, hazardous to humans and domestic animals. Causes moderate eye irritation. Avoid contact with eyes. Use adequate ventilation and avoid breathing dust. Wear a suitable dust mask. Okay. There you go. So, 
yet again, yet another organic pesticide that you can use. And guess what? You still need to wear PPE, right? Now, diatomaceous earth, you know, you really don't want to breathe it in. It's really horrible for your eyes. You should probably wear some other things to protect yourself, right? But I guess, I guess it's not as safe as they're saying, right? So why is it? Why is it that we are allowing these people who are pushing organic to tell these lies and misinformation? Why is it that we allow them to say, well, you know, it's better than conventional because with convention you have to wear a hazmat suit. Guess what? I've got right here, I've got examples in my grubby little fingers of organic pesticides where you need to wear PPE. For goodness sakes, people. Why can't anyone just accept the fact that a chemical is a chemical and that there are safe doses and there are unsafe doses? And it doesn't matter who produces it. Snake venom at really low exposures when put into your bloodstream is going to be toxic. I don't care that the snake was raised in the wild. That doesn't matter. Chrysanthemums uh, are producing pyrethrins, right? They're producing these pyrethrins, or you can call it pyrethrum. And guess what? It's toxic at a certain level. That's, that's just how this works. It doesn't matter that it came from a chrysanthemum plant. It really doesn't matter. It's, this, it's, it's just totally mind-boggling to me. So we've addressed some of, the, some of this misinformation here, right? And, you know, here's the thing. It's the exposure level that matters. The amount that a person who applies these chemicals is exposed to is considerably higher than the amount any of us would ever be exposed to after it makes its way onto the plant and as it starts to age and degrade on the plant, on the produce that we're about to eat. These things age and degrade, they wash away. You and I are not being exposed to the same level of these chemicals as the applicator. And this, I apply pesticides all the time. I've been a pesticide applicator in my previous life. That was one of the things that I've done as a summer job, right? I know how this works and it all comes down to exposure. The reason why we have applicators and mixers and especially farmers wearing PPE, what they like to call hazmat suits, what we call personal protective equipment is to protect them from these higher exposures, and then once it gets out into the field, guess what? Typically, it's diluted, right? So they're dealing with a concentrate. They put it into a mixer. They dilute it down. Then they apply it. And then over the course of you know, the period that it's on the produce, it will degrade. It will wash away. So it's nowhere even close to the concentration it was when they first applied it. So the amount that we're getting is so tiny. Yet for some reason, the organic folks like to tell us that, oh my God, these, these synthetic pesticides are so toxic. No, no. It boils down to exposure. There is nothing inherently toxic about these chemicals. What matters is the exposure. Having a, an exposure to these chemicals that is below the threshold is going to cause you absolutely no harm. And typically, our exposure levels are so far below the level where they will be toxic by design, by regulation, 
that, you know, their argument of, well, it's like death by a thousand cuts. No, it really isn't because you aren't going to get to that level. You're not going to get to the point where you have exposure to all these different pesticides that are going to get you at a biological response that is adverse. That's just not going to happen. Right. So biology has ways of keeping us safe. There are all kinds of things going on in our cells to prevent long-term damage. We have all kinds of mechanisms. We have protective things. You hear about these antioxidants all the time. The antioxidants are helping you. Your body has lots of antioxidants in the cells that help prevent damage. And when damage happens, we have ways of fixing the damage. Biology is extremely resilient. That is one of the things that I personally find fascinating about biology and why I became a toxicologist was because I found this stuff extremely interesting and extremely fascinating. Our bodies are not as fragile as the folks who are selling you or telling you these lies and spreading this misinformation about conventional ag. It really isn't as simple as they like to tell you. What they're trying to do is they're trying to get you to be fearful. At the end of the day, they are driving fear. And that's what they want. Because the minute you're afraid and your emotions are hyped up, you're not going to think critically about their arguments. You're going to start to believe them. And in the worst case, you might start giving them money or at least you're you, you know, voting with your dollar to buy organic when you really don't need to. Now, if you like a particular product because it's organic and you like it, I'm not telling you to stop buying it. Buy it. That's great. But what I am saying is don't buy organic because you think it's safer. That, that, that's just not true. That's not how this works. All right. So anyway, I think I've addressed all the misinformation points that I said I was going to try to address at the beginning. Uh, I really should have wrote those down. Why didn't I write those down? Maybe next time I'll write these things down. But, you know, I think we touched on the fact that at the end of the day, this is just a bunch of lies and misinformation. The regulatory agencies, especially at EPA here in the United States, is assessing these chemicals for effects on the environment, people, and believe it or not, our pets. The folks at EPA care. And generally, they're pretty good at their job. Organic, just because it came from a natural source, doesn't mean it's less toxic than if it came from a synthetic source. Formaldehyde from a plant is the same as the formaldehyde that you get from um, the oil and gas industry. It's no different. It's the same. If it was different, we'd call it a different name because that's how we do things in chemistry. It is the same molecule. There's nothing special about that molecule because it came from a chrysanthemum versus it came from me versus it came from you versus it came from a long dead dinosaur. It's all the same. Actually, I should say a long dead dinosaur that then got metabolized by a bunch of bacteria and other microbes in the soil to then produce uh, what we have as oil and gas. It, it, it's no different. Anyway, I've drone on and on and on and on and on about that. If you remembered nothing else I said, just remember that dinosaur fact. Now, if you remember nothing else I said, remember this stuff about organic. Natural doesn't mean it's safe. That's really what you need to know. All right. Thank you very much. 